0: The following is a presentation of WYM Westminster Youth Ministry. In this series we are looking at prayer, asking questions like what is prayer? What isn't prayer? And how did Jesus teach us to pray? We hope you find it helpful. Yeah,
1: do you all know who John Knox is?
0: Yes. Who's John Knox? I don't
1: know. He's not like
0: a famous person who studied
1: theology.
0: Okay, he is. He is. John Knox is the founder of modern Presbyterianism. He was a Scottish reformer. He was responsible for starting the Reformation in Scotland. But he was also known for his prayers. And this is a, a little story. I have the source, Hannah, because you're big on sources. It's from it's from the copy of Our Daily Bread, April April 11th. And it's a story about uh, how other people viewed his prayers. So. Uh, here's, Here's a little story. While very ill, John Knox called to his wife and said, Read me that scripture where I first cast my anchor. After he listened to the beautiful prayer of Jesus recorded in John 17, he seemed to forget his weakness, and he began to pray, interceding earnestly for his fellow countrymen. He prayed for the ungodly who had thus rejected the gospel. He pleaded on behalf of his people who had recently been converted for them. And he requested protection for the Lord's servants, many of whom were facing persecution. As John Knox prayed, his spirit went home to be with the Lord. And this is, uh, this is you know who Queen Mary was? Bloody Mary? She was responsible for tons of Protestant deaths. She persecuted Protestants. This is what she said of, of John Knox. And I think this is very powerful here. The man of whom Queen Mary had said, I fear his prayers more than I fear the armies of my enemies. And he ministered through prayer until the moment of his death. So our prayers have power. Our prayers are very powerful. It's not because of what John Knox did through his prayers, but it was how the Holy Spirit worked through those prayers. So tonight we're going to look at how we can pray and seek the Lord's wisdom and how we can seek the Holy Spirit to help us not only to pray well, but to, to see God work through our prayers. So we're going to start by looking at... Psalm 136. So if y'all will go ahead and turn there, if you're not there yet. The past couple weeks we've been talking about prayer, and what have, we, what have we learned? What is prayer not?
1: It is not showy. It's not showy? Okay,
0: it's not lofty words, it's not empty words. What is prayer? It's supposed to be communication with God. It's supposed to be us seeking God and Him drawing close to us, J.I. Packer, who's a famous Christian writer, says the Bible teaches that prayer is a fourfold activity. Its four basic parts are adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. If y'all have heard the the acronym ACTS, that's how sometimes we pray. ACTS, A C T S. So tonight we're going to look at those four elements. Those aren't the only four ways we can pray, but they're four important ways that we can pray. So let, let's start in, in Psalm 136. And we're going to look at the adoration piece. So, three of you should have portions of Psalm 136. I
1: have 139. Okay. I have 10
0: And somebody should have...
1: 23,
0: Alright, so why don't we go ahead and read that psalm. Read it, read it out loud. Okay.
1: Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of Lords for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who by understanding made the heavens for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who spread out the earth above the waters for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who made the great lights for his steadfast love endures forever. The sun to rule over the day for his steadfast love endures forever. The moon and stars to rule over the night for his steadfast love endures forever. Yeah, go ahead. Then who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, for his steadfast love endures forever. and <coughs> brought Israel out from among them, for his steadfast love endures forever. With a strong hand in and an outstretched arm, for his steadfast love endures forever. Then who divided the Red Sea in two, for his steadfast love endures forever, made Israel pass through the midst midst of it, for his steadfast love endures forever. But overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea. For his steadfast love endures forever. Jacob led his people through the wilderness. For his steadfast love endures forever. Jacob struck down great kings. For his steadfast love endures forever. And killed mighty kings. For his steadfast love endures forever. Sihon, king of the Amorites. For his steadfast love endures forever. And all the kingdom of Passion. For his steadfast, steadfast love endures forever. And gave their land as a heritage. For his steadfast love endures forever. A heritage to Israel, his servant, for his steadfast love forever. It is he who remembered us in our misery, <coughs> for his steadfast love endures forever, and rescued us from Arphaxis, for his steadfast love forever. He who gives food to all flesh, for his steadfast love forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven, for his steadfast love forever.
0: Okay. So what is happening in this song? Yeah, there's praise Okay, uh, reflecting on God's character and his attributes should draw us to praise him more uh, should move our hearts to pray this is why the Christian life is filled with singing this is why we sing on Sunday morning this is why we, we sing during worship what are ways that we see Israel praising God in this passage what are ways that they do it besides forever. repeating for his steadfast love endures forever what are they praising for? praising for specifically in the verses you read Micah how so I had you read those specific verses for a reason. What are they praising him for? Uh,
1: creation.
0: First creation, okay? Because he is almighty. He has created the universe. Therefore, we praise him. He is our creator. We can address him as creator in our prayers. What else? What did you see in your section? Kind of, this
1: mainly talks about him bringing the Israelites out of Egypt.
0: Yeah, praising him for, for how he's, he's protected them and, and watched over them throughout the days, okay? What about that last section? The
1: last part is uh, more for
0: all good kind of things. Yeah, it talks about his provision. He gives food uh, to, to all flesh. Uh, he gives thanks to God, to the God of heaven. He provides. God does a lot of things for us. What are some of the attributes of God? What are ways that we address him because of who he is? Lord. Okay, Lord. What does that communicate
1: about him? That he's
0: sovereign. Okay, that he's sovereign. How else? King. King. What does that communicate about him?
1: He's
0: powerful. Okay. What else? Father. father. What does that communicate,
1: baby?
0: Uh, it, it shows that he loves us. It shows his unconditional love. A father should have unconditional love for his children. What about when we call him almighty? What does that communicate? Besides repeating Acknowledging the word his okay.
1: power. Okay, acknowledging his power.
0: Okay, give me another one. shepherd. Okay, that's a really good one. What does is, what is him being a shepherd communicate? Uh,
1: he like provides for takes care of
0: us. Yeah. just like a shepherd does. So the way we address God communicates how we view God. And as we seek to praise him, the, the a portion, and the adoration, we can address him and adore him and praise him through... Our prayers. So let's talk about the confession piece. Uh, Psalm 51, 1 to 5. Who's got that? 31? Give everybody a second to get there.
1: Yeah. Four seven four.
0: Go ahead. Right. Have, have
1: mercy on me, O God, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my truth. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and come me from with sin for I know my transgressions, my transgressions and my sin is as I Against you you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight so that you may be justified in the word and blame what is your judgment. Behold I was brought forth in iniquity and, and sin in my mother's come
0: Oftentimes in our worship service at Westminster probably about Ten minutes into the service, we do the confession of sin. Why do we do that corporately? Why do we do that as a body of believers? To show that we know we're sinful. Okay, show that we know we're sinful. But what else? It's a way of placing ourselves before God, and we compare ourselves as sinners before God's what? Perfection. Perfection His holiness. God is holy, therefore we should be holy. And God can't have anything unholy around him. So we're have to. we we're called to confess together our sins. And that's why we do it as a body of believers. We're, we're coming before him as his people, confessing our sins. And oftentimes, either Pastor John, myself, or whoever's doing it will speak about why we do that. And it's because of God's holiness that we should seek to bring him our sins. The more we address our sins and, and bring those to him, the more they come apparent to us if we kind of brush our sins aside pretend like they're not a big deal what happens okay they can eat they can eat at us yeah what happens though does that draw us close to God when we do that
1: no
0: what does it do yeah it, it pulls us away from God if we think that our sins are not that big of a deal one writer calls them if we think they're respectable sins they're not that bad therefore we could just kind of put them aside And what that does is it puts a big gap between us and God. It removes us from enjoying his blessings, enjoying his presence. We're called to confess our sins. We're called to to bring those to him. When we reflect on God's goodness, his righteousness, and kindness, we contrast that to our sinfulness. And it should draw us to praise him more. Looking at God's character humbles us and highlights our own selfishness. And the more we see our own selfishness, the more we see how good God is for us. Listen to what the Westminster Confession of Faith says about repentance. It says, Mankind ought not to content themselves with general repentance, but it is every man's duty to endeavor to repent of his particular sins particularly. What do you think that means? If we're to repent of our our particular sins particularly, what do you think that's calling us to do? It's really cool language. I, I really like the language of this.
1: Be particular about a particular sense of like individuals, like you're not just a yeah. So, like, yeah, circum- yeah, we're getting this, yeah, what
0: we've done, yeah, uh, yeah we're, we're, we address, we address individual, you're all kind of getting to it. We, we address individual sins now. That doesn't mean we can't pray for our sins as a whole. I think that's good say, Lord, please forgive me for my sins, but if I'm struggling with anger and I know I'm struggling with anger, God wants you to take that to Him. and He wants you to confess that to Him and say, Lord, help me with my anger. I I get so frustrated with my brother or sister, or I get so frustrated with my parents, or I get so angry when my friends do this. God wants you to bring those specific prayers to Him. So we repent of our particular sins particularly. We bring those to Him. What the writers of the Westminster Confession were doing is they're communicating the importance of repentance. Y'all know what repentance is. Yes. What's the difference between confession and repentance?
1: Repentance is truly being sorry for what you've done, not simply saying I've done this. It means that you want to be better and you want to change. Okay. Turning away from your sin
0: completely. Yes. So the difference between confession, confession and repentance go together, but the difference is repentance involves action. Repentance involves Taking ownership and, and seeking change. So my, I've used this illustration before. I'm going to use it again. My youth pastor did this all the time. Pretend like this whiteboard is my sin. Wow. I
1: love
0: I love my sin. Okay. I go to it every day. Hold on tight to it. Okay. What happens when I when I repent of my sin? What do I do? I walk away. I walk away from that that sin. Now there's going to be times when I walk back to that whiteboard and go back to my sin. But our goal is to get further away from our sin and closer to Jesus. What we do when we repent is we do a complete 180. We walk away from our sin. It doesn't mean we'll ever master it completely. Sometimes the Lord does give us victory over our sins, but sometimes we struggle with things. But the goal is to, to seek Jesus in everything that we do. And part of that is through confession and repentance. So that's why it's such an important part of our prayers. Well, let's turn our attention to Thanksgiving. Psalm 100. Who's got that?
1: Psalm
0: 100. Oh, right. Psalm
1: 100. Go ahead, Hannah. Uh am a merciful noise to the Lord, all year. earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. come into His presence to see Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people, and the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving, and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him, and bless His name. For the Lord is good, His steadfast love, and forever.
0: Okay. What are, what are things that you are thankful for?
1: My family.
0: Your family. Why are you thankful for your family, Caleb? Because I
1: love you. Aww. Aww. Sweet. Aww. You hear that,
0: J.D.? He loves you love me, man. J.D.'s like, what are you talking about? What else? What else are you all thankful for? Jack Anderson. Okay. Jack Anderson. Friends. 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 Okay. I'll be there for you. that's very nice. Well,
1: what else?
0: <laughs> what else are y'all thankful for?
1: Um, food. <laughs> food. Why are you thankful
0: for food, Jenny? It is good. I am so thankful for. I'm a little bit too thankful for. Food okay. I don't think can be What else? the ability to go to church or something. Okay. That? The ability to so be able to worship. Yes. I am thankful that now it takes me 7
1: minutes bike ride to get to school. That's awesome. I had to take I want to have transportation to get us.
0: That is something to be thankful for.
1: Wow. Okay, what else?
0: More what things that y'all are thankful for. Get right. in. I am thankful that I go to
1: school so my mother does not force me to exercise. Okay. <laughs> Exercising, is Exercising is good. Exercising is good. Give me one more. What, are, what else are y'all I, you all thankful for? I'm thankful for exercise. <laughs> hey, Asa is thankful for I'm exercise. I'm thankful for my beautiful
0: dog. <laughs> I'm thankful for my dog. I love my dog. Care about. thankful Carabin. for
1: volleyball. No, for what? No, you said You're line. thankful for
0: volleyball, something that you can do that you enjoy. Yes, Asa. I'm thankful you.
1: Oh, I'm thanks, thankful man. that I'm not starving. That's my boy, Issa right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we should be
0: thankful in our prayers. We should give thanks to God. Why? Why should we Why should we have thanksgiving in
1: our prayers? Because we wouldn't have it without I... Say that out loud. Uh, because we wouldn't. Say it louder. Say it louder. Oh, okay. It didn't like, come out right. it. it Stand up and it. say it. Uh, because we wouldn't have anything without it.
0: Yeah, because all things that, that we have, all the good things that we enjoy are gifts from God. Now if somebody walks up and gives you a gift, what is the appropriate response?
1: Open it. Thank, Thank you. you. Welcome. Open it, yes. I <laughs> said <laughs> <laughs> now like you're like you you're welcome. Yes. I'm like dangerous because <laughs> if a stranger walks up and gives you a Someone you know. <laughs> <Okay>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Someone you know comes up and gives you a gift. The appropriate response no matter what the gift is is what? what
1: you Thank, Thank you. Welcome. What you okay guys. Okay.
0: Let's focus Thank you is the appropriate response. Okay, you don't, you don't receive a gift and be like, what, that's it? You don't receive a gift and be like, Psh, whatever. No. When someone gives you something, we should be thankful for it. What has God given us? Life. All the things we just talked about. He's given us the greatest gift of all in Jesus. Now, if we're not thankful for that, then I hope you pray about that. Because if you're not thankful for Jesus then something's a little bit off. But we should be thankful. We should bring our thanks to God. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. So when we go before him, when we put ourselves before him in prayer, we should be entering that place with thanksgiving. Last one, supplication. Who's got Psalm 3? All right, give us a second to get there, okay?
1: It's page four forty-eight.
0: We have different Bibles, but we have the same page numbers. This is awesome. Wow. So maybe we
1: have the same Bible. Psalm three.
0: Jack, go ahead.
1: Oh, Lord, how many are my foes? Many are rising against me. Many are saying, Of my soul, There is no salvation, for Him is God. But you, O oh Lord, are a shield about me, my glory and the lifter of my head. I cried aloud to the Lord, and he answered me from his holy book. I lay down and slept. I woke again for the Lord sustain me. I will not be afraid of any thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God. For you strike all my enemies on the cheek, you break the teeth of the wicked. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing be on me.
0: Okay, do you all know who Absalom is? Yes. Who's Absalom? Jack. Uh, <laughs> he
1: was David's son.
0: He was, he was one of David's sons. Okay, and Absalom wanted to kill David. And the reason he wanted to kill David is because David was angry that Absalom killed his brother. It's a big family drama. Lots of drama. Absalom would try and take over David's kingdom. And this is this is kind of a low point in David's life where he's fleeing from his own son. His son wants to kill him. And what does he pray for?
1: Please take me a better parent. <laughs> he
0: does pray that... For his safety, he prays that the Lord would protect him and sustain him.
1: No parent would have offended. you. Okay, what
0: what is he doing with these prayers? Is the better question. What are who? What are they about? They're about other people. They're about or they're about other things outside of his his own self. He's he's praying for for his enemies. He's praying for protection from his enemies. So he's he's lifting up. Concerns, he's lifting up requests to God. Now, why do you think he's doing that? Obviously because he wants to live, but what else? Because
1: he loves his
0: son. Okay, because he loves his son. He wants there to be reconciliation. What else? Okay, let me ask you this question. Why do we bring requests to God? God
1: has the power to answer them.
0: Okay, God does have the power to answer them. But what what are we doing when we bring those to him? Boom. We're showing that we can't do it ourselves. We're showing that we need help, that we need something outside of ourselves to handle the situations that we wrestle with. How does David begin this psalm? What, is it, what are his emotions at that point? He's overwhelmed. He's sad. He's lamenting. Okay, But what, is, what does it turn into by the end of the psalm as he's bringing requests to God? It turns to praise. Okay, So he starts with... With some supplication here, he's praying for for the Lord's help. And what what that does is it draws our attention to God. What that does is when he's he's seeking the Lord's help with things, it, it reminds him how powerful God is, and it brings him to praise. So all these things work together. They all draw us back to God. His lament turns very quickly to praise. Although there's very deep sadness, he remembers that God is his protection. God is his rock. God is his shield. And he praises him for it. Let's apply this a little bit. How can we use the scripture? We talked a little bit last week about how we use God's word to direct our prayers. Let's do a practice run at this. Turn to Psalm 1. You should be on that page already. <laughs> page
1: 448.
0: <laughs> Micah, would you mind reading?
1: Yeah. Read
0: Psalm 1 for me.
1: Just all of it?
0: Yeah, read the whole thing. Okay.
1: Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit and its seasons. And its leaf does not wither. Sorry, that's just weird uh, In all that he does he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous."
0: But the way of the wicked. Okay. How could you turn this into a prayer? Or how can this portion of scripture direct the way you pray? Take one line out of that and take a stab at it. "Lord,
1: may I prosper like a tree, planted by streams of water." Okay. Let like let you produce fruit that uh will affect other's lives. Yeah. Hannah. you can ask for him to help help us meditate on his body and... yeah.
0: Lord help me to, to dwell in your scriptures help me to dwell in your, your word how about God please guard me from seeking bad counsel please guard me from seeking counsel in places that I shouldn't or Lord thank you for giving me your scriptures alright let me let me close with, with this this is from uh, another book by J.F. Packer called Your Father Loves You he says, Each Christian's prayer life, like a good marriage, has, in co- has its common factors about which one can generalize, but also its uniqueness, which no other Christian's prayer life will quite match. You are you, and I am I, and we must find out how we can communicate with God better. And there's no recipe for prayer that can work for us like a handyman's do-it-yourself manual or a cookery book, where there's, there, where the claim is that if you follow the instructions, you can't go wrong. Praying is not like carpentry or cookery. It's the active exercise of a personal relationship, a kind of friendship with the living God and his son, Jesus Christ. And it goes way more under divine control than under ours. Books on praying, like marriage manuals, are not to be treated as with slavish superstition, as if the perfection of technique is the answer to all difficulties. Their purpose, rather, is to suggest things to try. But as in other close relationships, in prayer, you have to find out by trial and error what is right for you and how you can learn to pray by praying. So the best way that we can communicate with God better is to what? Pray. To pray. Okay. We, we learn how to better communicate with one another by doing what? By communicating with one another. That we can learn how to better communicate with God the more we are praying. So my challenge to you all is to kind of do what we just did with those two psalms. Pray through Scripture. Use Scripture to guide your prayers. This is not a foolproof way to make your prayers perfect and good. You don't have to have all four of these in order for God to hear your prayers. This is just a helpful suggestion. It's a a helpful and easy way to to remember how good God is. So as you're praying, you can think about ways to praise Him. You can think about things to confess, things to be thankful for, things to to lift up uh, to Him. That's what I want you all to, to be encouraged with. Seek the Lord in prayer. Seek his word to help you pray better. All right. Addie is ready to go. Yes. Yeah, so well, let me pray and close us. And then we have an announcement and we also have a prayer request from someone. So let's let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for all that you've done for us. We do praise your name. We thank you that you're our shepherd and our guide, our protector and our rock. We ask that you would be with us now. Help us to enjoy fellowship. Help us to leave here better because we have spent time in your word. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. We hope this has been helpful for you. And keep an eye out for new audio upcoming from WYM.